the real estate market is open. Ramos Design Build is Tampa Bay's premier construction company. This is a program where the real estate experts are live. Whether buying, selling, building, or designing, Ramos has the answers. Now, here's the area's best resource for all things real estate, James Ramos. Welcome, this is James Ramos with the Move With Me radio show. I'm happy to be here. This is show 25, and I have some special guests today. My brothers, big brothers. It's hashtag big brothers here, all big brothers. Got Wilford Ramos. Uh, he's the oldest. Vincent's here, and uh, my brother John. So I'm um, starting with my brother Will. Um, he's the owner of Architecture Talon Marble. He's been in the business as long as um, I know. I've been alive. I think. I think you got uh, Dad started um, making your work before I was even born. I think at 13 or 14 or so. <laughs> yep. Had to had to go and learn a little bit. Help load trucks. Uh, we. Uh, Worked with another gentleman, Richard Martinez, who's 70 years old this year. He's and, still uh, with you. He's still with yeah. us, and uh, he's kind of a took over at, as the, uh, I want to say, the elder statesman of my company. And so uh, my brother Vincent and I used to go out and, and just sit there, and uh, Dad used to say, okay, Richard, take care of these guys for, for the day. And Richard would come back just complaining, saying, these guys – these guys just don't know how to work, <laughs> but that's how we learned. We, it took it took a long time, and uh, and uh, we worked out in the field for a long time. Then then learned the office part, and it just it all it all moved forward from there. Well, I'm so proud to have you guys here. I mean, um, many of the listeners know that I I have four older brothers, and I worked in um, consumer product goods after University of Florida, and I got to go back to Emory. Um, and my job was in corporate America, so I worked in sales and marketing, and I traveled all around. So I never really had the opportunity to come back to Tampa and do what my family has done. And to see my brothers and what you guys have have have, have had um, all the successes is amazing. And I wanted to do that, and I got a chance to do that in 2011, which we started all the companies that, that I run today. But um, if you look at the website, it's um, arctile, A-R-C-H, tile.com. So you've mostly are in commercial. I mean, that's your lineage, Will. And um, I mean, your your um, your level of experience is amazing. I mean, doing work all throughout the Southeast United States. Um, the latest was at the airport. I know you've been doing a lot of work, um, planning and bidding and things for downtown Tampa. So, tell me a little bit about how you see you know the runway of Tampa Bay. You know, kind of where it's come, and then where you see um, the future in the next few years. Well, we've. Uh as some people may know, the original airport uh, was built by McDivitt Street, you know, you know, over over 30, 40 years ago. Uh, our dad participated in the, in that part, and we're proud to say that we've worked on just about every phase of the airport. We just finished up the uh, putting all the tile in the new Conrack system, the the uh, people mover, and it's a state of the art. Uh, uh, there's there's trams that move people from the from the uh, rental car facility to the airport. So if you come back and you have a rental car and you put it in this facility, you can you can check your car in and also check your luggage in and get on the tram and go directly to your train now. That's cool. So you're not carrying any luggage. Yeah. This this it's 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 fabulous. And they had a grand opening last week. Uh, we had the governor, we had the mayor, we had all the uh, 
you know, aviation authority people there, the board of directors, and it's a fabulous, fabulous, you know, facility. So this, this brings people to Tampa. And, uh, when I mean, the airport's amazing. I mean, if when you go through, everybody ready. knows how fast you, you actually check in compared to other airports. Right. And, uh, and so we are, we are at the present time, um, we are participating in, in bidding phase two. Phase two will move the, uh, phase two is actually the, uh, the, the new curbside and state-of-the-art curbside, which will get people into their planes quicker, but it will actually move all the administrative people that offices are off the curbside into a new office building, and this is a new $1 billion facility area that, that's going to go in phase two, and, and uh, we have kind of aligned ourselves with some participating developers and contractors and architects uh, to hopefully, hopefully we'll, you know, get that part. So many of you have been to the airport over the last few years, and my brother has been working on it for how many years now since for, for phase one? Uh, I would say since 2012. Okay, so it's been a while. I mean, and so, so you see when you're walking through, there's certain areas closed off. There's certain areas that are open. Um, the hours that your, your team works is not during the middle of the day. It's, um, it's around the in clock. In the busiest. It's around the clock. Around so, the clock. So you had told me in the past where you had to actually close up you know, by 8 or 7 in the morning so your guys are working night shifts. Um, and just putting carpet down so people can actually walk through and then pulling the carpet back up at night to keep working through. I mean, it's amazing. If we're putting tile down uh, and we're putting tile down a lot of times with fast setting materials and the materials set and the tile will set up uh, before early in the morning and we have to cover it with temporary carpet and then come back the next day, pull the temporary carpet back up, you know, grout the floors with, a, with an epoxy grout. And, uh, and then the next day, uh, we're, you know, next couple of days waiting for everything to cure and then opening up, opening up areas, thousand, two thousand, three thousand feet at a time. And, uh, you know, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of square feet of material that are going down. That's a, that's amazing. So tell us, t- tell the listeners, what exactly does your company do? It's architecture, tile and marble. We are, uh, mainly a commercial tile and, tile and stone contractor. Uh, we purchase material and install it. Uh, we have uh, crews of excess of uh, a lot of times 50 to 100 people. Uh, our office staff is about 10. Um, we like to get in the early phases of, uh, of bidding, like again, like I said, with the developers and the contractors, and kind of help them up with uh, help them with value engineering. And value engineering is. Uh, when these it's projects, a big part. yeah, it's a, it's it's a, it's a big part. So when these when these projects come out and, and they're bidding, that you know a lot of them are over budget, and we like to source products for them, and sometimes you know find the find the exact product that they're looking for at a least expensive price, and uh, make it a way that gets everybody happy, so they get what they want, you know, in the in the end when they get it. Right. I mean, is there ever a project in construction that's not over budget? Uh, I would probably say no, but that's the way it is. You know, everybody, everybody, they, they want to shoot for that, for that, that platinum, that platinum right. look, and you still want to give it to them. And there is a way to give it to them because, you know, we're the last guys that you see, you know, when, when, uh, I, re- I remember dad taking me and, th- and this sounds kind of crazy, you know, we're going someplace <coughs> when we're at a restaurant and uh, we're little kids. We walk in a restroom and dad's walking up to the tile on the walls and kind of knocking on the 
like it on the top. I said, Dad, what are you doing? He says, well, I just want to kind of see the see what's going on. So I find myself at, you know, I'll be 60 at the in, urinal. In, 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 a, in, a, in, a, in a month or so. I find myself walking in the restrooms kind of looking at tile or walking. We're walking down, you know, down corridor or somewhere with my wife in a in an office building or somewhere, and my, and my wife's walking ahead of me, uh, Darren, and she looks at me. She says, "What are you doing?" I said, "Well, I'm kind of looking at the floor, see, you know, see, see what." Well, that's there. a running joke in our family. Where, you know, I think all of our brothers, wherever we go, we're checking out the side of a building, see what kind of stone is there, or exactly. tile, wherever. I mean, I'm sure you do the same. Yeah, thing. Yeah, I find James. myself yeah. at any bar or whatever. I'm rubbing <laughs> the bottom of the, exactly. <laughs> see if it got polished. <laughs> Well, if they went the extra extra mile to to polish the bottom of a of a countertop. When I was in Rome uh, with my wife, we were I was in there filling the column at the Sistine Chapel, and I was touching around the column, going around the column, feeling the joints, and then all of a sudden, my wife goes, Vincent. I said, what? I looked up, and there was security was all around me, wondering what I was doing. I had to tell them I'm in the trade. <laughs> That's funny. So, so dad, dad did leave a good impression on us, um, whether good or bad. I mean, we're in the business that he started. He started back in the 50s. Um, I had mentioned on a show previous that my parents eloped. Um, they were in high school, and my dad ended up having to go get his GED. He was a year or two older than my mom. They were in the same grade, and he ended up... Um, uh, creating a fantastic business by putting a lot of Cuban Cubans to work and and um, and, and uh, um, Hispanic and Latin folks that were coming from South America, from Cuba, um, coming from Italy, coming from Spain, and there was just a lot of growth in Disney World during that time. Um, he did a lot of the work there, so um, it was a very good impression. And and um, you know, always he was always happy. It, you know, from what I remember, you know, for the most part, he would come home and um, he was very happy in the trade that he was in. So it obviously led a good, you know, yeah, very proud, good, he was very proud, proud, yeah. proud, proud. Dad. I think that's what I would say most. About where he left upon us was his pride in not only his family but our city, the history of it, our family, and and uh, just his business and. Um, you know, you talk about he was just generous to people in general. And, and if you look even to, to this day, I mean, you look in our trade and somebody that you know that works, whether he's setting tile or doing, you know, he's been, been around this town for a long time, will say, yeah, I know your father or my dad used to work for your father. And I'm like, oh, really? So um, <clears throat> he's not the good yeah, legacy there was for a, us. There was a, um a guy who works with me, Robert Pine, he had come across uh, Sam Tunnell the other day. And um, he said, yeah, I used to work with uh, Will Ramos. I know all the boys and everything. So, you know, definitely he's always left a good impression with folks. And, um, and there, is, um, there isn't a week that goes by, I want maybe a day that doesn't go by, that, that somebody, we run into somebody that's, that, that knows somebody in our family that put two and two together. And it's, it's, it's all because of our dad, you know, yeah. and getting us involved in this business, in this construction business. The most memorable time for me was when uh, I was so young that when Disney World was being built, remember, Will, and Daddy had that station wagon, and um, he hit me under the back seat of the station wagon, and then all of a sudden we popped up on, uh, on Main Street when he was doing the Pirates of the Caribbean, and I was able to be one of the first kids ever to walk on Main Street. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. Oh, at Disney World? Yeah, yeah, that was fun. We got to stay in Disney World a lot. Well, this is the Move With Me radio show. I'm here with Will Ramos from Architecture Talon Marble. We're going to come back after a few words um, and introduce John and Vincent Ramos with Ramos Marble and Granite. 
And um, I'm proud to say this is our show 25 and having my big brothers here. This is a, a, a great time with me, uh, for me. Um, and we're here at the Indigo Coffee House and Social Bar here in downtown Tampa. Listen to a few words and we'll be right back after these few messages. Welcome back. This is James Ramos with the Move With Me radio show. We're at Indigo Coffee House and Social Bar downtown broadcasting live with my big brothers. Um, we're here with Will Ramos from Architecture Talon Marble, uh, John and Vincent Ramos from Ma- uh, Ramos Marble and Granite. How you doing, guys? Wonderful. Buddy. What's up? So, uh, Vincent, um, how you doing, bud? Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your life uh, with dad, Will Ramos Sr., and um, how you got into the business. Yes, we only have 10 minutes, so. <laughs> First of all, I want to thank uh, James for having us. It's always good to be with the brothers. And uh, we are missing one brother. We are five. Paul um, was unable to make it. Um, I've been asked a lot of times, like, um, who's most like your dad? And I explain it like this. If you were to take all five brothers and put them in a blender and blend the blender and pour it out, then you had my dad. So we're all um, a well-blended um, example of our father. Very proud to be. Um, yeah, but I think you're going to be the first poor, I think, right? Probably. Okay. And then the last. <laughs> uh, my experience with my dad and my, um, his father were, uh, they taught us how to work. And um, I always like to tell this story that my grandfather owned a grocery store on Kennedy Boulevard called Ramos and Sons Groceries. He used to, he used to take credit, remember? I'd give him he credit. Could. Yeah. Because at four or five years. <laughs> he was years like the first guy that took credit and cash checks. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, credit. I thought you meant credit for uh, <laughs> who we are. He was a very humble man, but uh, this is the way it worked. At his, he had a, his house was behind the store, and at four or five years old, he'd get up at four in the morning, and he'd go to the farmer's market. He'd come up to you, and he'd wake you up, and if you choose to get up with him, if you chose to get up with him and go to the farmer's market with him, then you got to go to Ayers Diner, which at that time was on Kennedy Boulevard. You'd go to, um, to the farmer's market with him. He'd come back. He'd give you an apron. You were able to hang out with him all day long until lunchtime where he'd go in the back, take a nap. Now, if your choice was not to go with a wello to the, groceries, to the farmer's market and get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, you totally disgusted him. He didn't want to see your face. He made you stay in the back with your grandmother. He talked Spanish instead of English to you because he could t- speak perfect in English, but he chose never to and unless you were his buddy and working with him. That led to my father, and um, I was talking to my brothers about um, one time uh, I had to be at Tampa Bay Little League for um, to play baseball, and you're supposed to be at the park, let's say, at 10 o'clock, and it was 9.40, and I'm downstairs grouting um, our house. I'm saying, Dad, I got to go to the baseball game. He goes, What time you got to be there? I go, 10. He goes, Keep on grouting. You have another 10 more minutes. So, <laughs> Gee, that happened to me in high school. <clears throat> and uh, James mentioned being trained with a, a Will mentioned Richard Martinez. He was like our big brother. And um, uh, it was also Richard Martinez, another guy named Danny. And whoever got, got to go with Richard was a winner. And um, we learned a lot from Richard. And you know, one thing about my brothers, and I could speak from all of them, we all wanted to be like our dad. This is yeah. where I get emotional because uh, we all have been, become like our dad. You know, he, um, he always said, put your family first, you know, work hard. 
you know, get what you want. You, get, you, you need to work to get what you want out of life. I remember the funniest thing. It's funny now, and we'll remember this, that me and my brother Will had this plan to go to my dad. And you might need to use the blooper thing on the words here, but our plan was to meet my dad at the Polynesian Hotel. Our plan. Just our dad. Yeah, just our dad, and to ask for more money because we deserve more money and this and this and that. So we end up going to the Polynesian Hotel, I mean, to the Polynesian restaurant on Del Mabry, and we walk in, and there is my mom sitting there with that. Remember the poo poo platter, Will? Yeah, Hawaiian Village restaurant. Yeah, Hawaiian Village. So you didn't know mom was going to be there? No, no. absolutely not. <laughs> no, it, she did the end around on us. So we start with our, okay, we're going to proceed with this. You know, we're going to, we looked at each other and we went on to tell dad how we deserve more money and all this stuff. And um, in so many words, not so nice, my mom says, if y'all want blank and blank more money, go get yourself your own blanking company because your father pays you enough. <laughs> so, so that was pretty much it. We left pretty pissed off. <laughs> and, uh, Did Dad ever speak at all? No. No, he, he didn't never, even speak. No, no, you didn't have to speak. No, Mama was there the for The hired gun. That was all right. We, we learned. We, that, was a, that was a good lesson, and, uh, and we just worked harder. That's all you got to do. It's funny how you so, hear, yeah, it's how mean, you hear those different perspectives from, like, different brothers, because I heard the same story from my mom, from mom and dad. I think they came out of California to visit me, and they were sitting down, you know, because... In our family, you know, you can talk about anybody <laughs> as long as your brothers or, you know, father, mother. And he's, they were like, can you believe your brothers? I'm like, and I was thinking, you know, I'm there doing school. And I'm thinking, that's not such a bad idea. Give them part of the business. And then, you know, they could take over one day. Yeah, they were raised old school. You want, you want something, go get it yourself. We're not yeah. giving you nothing. Well, I tell you guys at Ramos Marble and Granite, you guys are on North Armenia. Y'all have been in business for a long time. I mean, pretty much every home that's of any a level of quality in South Tampa and the, in the greater Tampa Bay area has your stone in it. Um, and it's not just about uh, finding the right stone, but it's the craftsmen that you guys have and the folks that have been in your business for a long time. Um, your showroom's over 30,000 square feet. Um, so there's a, there's a tremendous value when they go to you. Um, so I'm very proud of that. Um, and, um, and I know, Vincent, uh, you and John got together. John, you were playing professional baseball at the time. You had finished up Stanford. You were playing with the Yankees, and you were getting your MBA at USF. And um, you and Vincent started uh, working together a long time ago. Um, so I always consider Vincent sort of he's the consummate craftsman um, and, and knows how to put anything together. And then John is more of the MBA and the business mind behind it. Y'all make a great team. So how was it, John, when you were playing ball um, and you, you, know, you got to work with your, your big brother? Um, well, you know, anybody that's gone through minor league baseball and, you know, trying to make it to the big leagues, you, there's a, way back when there's a, there's a lot of years where you're not making any money. So every offseason I'd come home and, you know, my dad at the time, he had, I think he was kind of, retiring or semi-retiring but you know not only was he in commercial towel but probably halfway through like maybe in the late 70s 80s he started getting into more um, stone cladding fabrication a little bit um, he would outsource that but that's something that Vincent and uh, we we hired a guy from uh, I was just a kid but you know he was a kid too Paul Kamatsky who 
we did a bunch of projects with. Richard Martinez was there. And so we really got into specialty of, of stone cladding. And Vincent really, it's kind of been his, his expertise uh, running jobs in Atlanta with the Martyr Station. Um, so, you know, every offseason, Vincent always had, you know, being kind of a, a guy that, you know, could pretty much do anything in terms of stone. Uh, he always had work, whether, uh, you know, as a journeyman or through one of our companies and, um, you know, always had work. with. So I'd have, I had been working with him in the off seasons for the last couple, you know, for the past couple of years before we started the business, I finally retired from baseball. And, uh, you know, we, I, we kind of knew each other from a, I mean, obviously we knew each other, but getting along, we knew that we would get along enough to, to run a business, you know, together. Yeah, I mean, I, I had mentioned in the last show, um, we talked about uh, stone and cabinetry, but, you know, in the, in the recent past, what, 10, 15 years, you know, every MLS listing um, that had a house for sale would always mention countertops in the first, you know, line or two. So my wife and I moved around a lot um, when I was in corporate America. So we would always look for homes. And then the first line or two, if it said granite countertops or, you know, stone countertops, you would know that was the house to look at. And it's actually, um, you know, been only uh, more and more. So if, if there's, you know, even homes that are uh, 250 grand and up, I mean, they're having counter to, you know, granite countertops. But, you know, what, what I see more and more of the trade um, where we're having clients that come in and, they're saying, hey, I would like my kitchen or I would like my, my, my house to look like this hotel. Um, for the first time that I started hearing this, you know, less than a year ago. Um, and, they're, and, and, and a lot of times they've been, you know, overseas or in a nice hotel or what have you. There, there had been folks that have been saying, hey, I'd like my bathroom to look like the Ritz, you know, the Ritz Carlton. You know, and you know it's white marble. It's the big bulky, um, you know, furniture, doors and trim and things like that. But um, more and more folks um, are actually following the trends of commercial. And I know you guys do commercial along with my brother, Will. Um, y'all, y'all actually you know, flip. A lot y'all, of work we do yeah. commercial-wise is through Will. I mean, yeah, so, I mean, are y'all seeing more of the trends coming from the commercial side? Um, somewhat, yeah. And, and there's a lot more information out there uh, just with social media, uh, house, and just different um, websites where people get, are getting ideas. And, uh, you know, our job, our mission really is to inform right. uh, the, the customer, the client, whether it's the homeowner or the designer, because there's just so much information out there. Some of it, are, you know, there's a lot of myths about certain products and there's, uh, you know, certain advantages and disadvantages. And um, so if you don't inform the customer about everything that's, that they're doing and the, the stone, um, you know, it's hard to kind of have them meet their own expectations and um so that's kind of our first mission and because you're not this is not something that you're going to pull the, the wool over everybody's eyes and and even if you do um you know they're going to be once they have the product it's going to be a a, a difficult situation if yeah. they don't get what they want yeah for sure so we're going to break um for news for a few minutes here but i'm here uh at the indigo coffee house and social bar downtown with my brothers will ramos vincent ramos and john ramos with architecture tile and marble and ramos marble and granite we're going to talk more about design trends and what is to uh come from the tampa bay market and how big and um uh volume and, and what does that mean to us uh, as residents in the Tampa Bay area. So we'll be back after these few messages. This is James Ramos. We're back. This is we're back. This is James Ramos with the Move With Me radio show. I'm here with uh, my brothers Will, 
Vincent and John Ramos. Um, you can follow me at jamesramos.com or on Twitter, JRTPA. So we were just talking about um, design trends and things um, that are going on in the stone and flooring business. So um, I wanted to um, lead, lead with John and then Vincent and Will. But, um, John, I mean, what are people coming in and, and asking for nowadays, um, you know, versus the past? Is there any distinct trends that are changing? Well, there's, there is definitely a trend, and in, in Wolfer can tell you, in tile where, you know, it's much more decorative, uh, kind of a throwback to maybe, the, I don't know, 60s, probably even early 40s like or nostalgic? 50s. nostalgic? Yeah, you know, like the cement, cement tiles yeah, now with the right. design um, that, you know, it's like a pattern. Um, they're doing that all over the place, floors, walls. There's even... Is that terrazzo? There's I mean, even... Be no, they're just concrete, okay. cement. Right, you know, tile that's painted. I've seen more yeah. and more terrazzo these days. Terrazzo, yeah. uh, mosaics. The big, you know, we're in a big digital age, also, so we could, you know, we, us, U.S., the Chinese, the Italians can copy just about anything, and so, thank you. It's, and so, and so, you're when you when you look at some of these floors, and uh, you know the Calcuttas and the and the uh, and the Carreras and the and, and just some of these beautiful, beautiful stone floors. I mean, they're copied in porcelain now. And so, yeah, the porcelain has it, come a long way. I mean, eight, ten years ago, it was like seven shades of brown. Right. You had to pick from in porcelain, and now, you know, some of these floors are fantastic. I mean, for the price at, and the durability. And it's making it's yeah. making it more affordable to, for for the end user. Well, for I'll just say this: I caution the end user that you know, a lot. What's popular is becoming the grays and the grages. Right. And those type of uh, colors. But the reason I caution is because, you know, if you built your house 20 years ago and you have, you know, very fine finishes, whether it's wood floors that are, um, you know, down that are more of a gold oak type look, right. um, cabinetry, the, the maple, honey maple stuff's out. Right. Um, but in terms of stone floors, whether it's, you know, travertine or, um, you know, botticino or any type of nice marble floor, those are those floors are should should be there for forever. I yeah, mean, you shouldn't have to, you know, change because of some design trend into to grays right. or whatever else. You can there's products out there um, that will pull in that with more of the gray look or grage or whatever you want to call it, and you can actually you know create a new look to your home even with paint um, and uh, kind of update your your home if you yeah, have an I existing mean, home. I mean, a lot of the folks that we're building for are asking for lesser lesser uh, trim. So there's more and more of the homes we're putting no crown. Um, we're putting a nice, you know, moving more money into the floor, moving more money into the countertops and having great cabinets. And, and um, you know, they're happy with it. So it's that transitional look. And, and there's far, more and yeah. more terrazzo. People ask in terrazzo. Terrazzo is expensive. I mean, Dad, remember Dad? I tell you what, if you have a guy that, that can refinish terrazzo, which I do, which I'm lucky, you know, you have to just, you know, they're, they're not hard. They're hard to come by. Just somebody that, that you know, because some of these homes have been around and people just want to remodel and, they, you know, they've got a nice floor plan, maybe a big piece of property and, you know, maybe the couple's retired and they have, you know, their kids out of the house and, you know, finding somebody to refinish your terrazzo is tough. But are y'all finding more and more people are doing? Because I remember a few a few years ago, it was real popular to, to do the polished concrete. So you would come in there, and the floor would be you know your slab, and there would be no tile or anything on it. 
all your door heights and things would have to be adjusted and your staircase and everything would have to be adjusted to ensure that there's no flooring that's going to go on. Yeah, but, um, yeah. But it's, but it's uh, you I, know, see, I don't know if it's, it's I, just so stark. You I know? see that more in a commercial, um, um, these condos. Commercial coffee house. No, commercial <laughs> condos is pretty cool. Where they have the industrial oh, um, air condition, um, the metal right. air, air duct, like uh, Grand Central here. has a concrete flooring. Yeah. Yeah, like right here at Indigo. And I'll be honest with you. A lot of times people travel, right, like you were saying, and um, it just kind of really depends because uh, I, I remember going visiting my, my uh, wife, Lisa's from Idaho and, and uh, you know, kind of a high-end area there in Sun Valley, and, you know, we went to see some houses, and this one guy had concrete floors polished with brass inlays, like they looked like huge tiles. Right. His showers, walls were um, all stone, like just you know, form stone looked like just out of a cave or something. And so, you know, would that work here? Yeah, maybe. Just like, a little you know, how rustic. long ago was it that we started doing stacked stone on homes? I mean, that was around in Georgia right. and everywhere else around the country, but now we're starting to see stacked stone almost on every house. That All right, was, so, yeah. so here, here's a game for you. So if we're designing a house today, the four of us today, what, tell me, Wolford, tell me what, the, what you would put in your floors and then we're going to move to the countertops okay. and, and all, the, all the treatments. You've you got to remember. Uh, hold on. <laughs> there we go. You've you got to remember that we, we're not we're, – we're in the trades. We're not afraid. I'm not afraid to put down a, a stone countertop that's going to show a ring. We're going to show what we call patina. Right. That's, because, a, big, that's a big concern. Because I'm, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not worried about that. I mean, I, I like to see a little Is age. it because you can replace it tomorrow? <laughs> No, it's a maybe, pain in the rear well, end to replace it. I you think know, it's you all you know, maybe maybe in the back of your head right. you, you think that, but you know I've you know I've, I've I've got a place at the beach and and we put we put onyx everywhere. We got onyx countertops and right. you know when you look in the light you kind of look a certain way. You see a couple rings up there, but I, I'm I'm good with that. I like it. It's it's you know it's it's, it's all about you know a family used. Do they ever come out though? I mean, is it very you, hard to come you, out? You can take them out, but I I it's chose just, to yeah. if if it's you know I I, I don't see a red ring. Right. I just kind of see a little shadow yeah. that's there. Quick story. I mean, no one unless you're unless you're in our business because uh, you know. You're going to notice that, and even if you're there, I mean, I tell people all the time. My brother has onyx for a high bar, and you can't see any. I mean, do you have unless guy, you're there looking at it, you know, with a magnifying glass? When what? people yes. buy, oh, yeah. onyx oh, yeah. or high porous marble, no, like I said, you, you want to inform them what it's going to do, right? Okay. And there's now, a lot of people that are okay with it, and a lot of people say, no, I, I, I want this to be perfect right. the rest of my life. And now, then you steer them to the more of the man-made and quartz. Now, on my end. It's all a matter of personal preference. I can remove any stain from any product. I can re-sand stuff, but I choose not to. I choose not to buy products li like that because I don't want to have to. Um, you know, Will doesn't mind the patina look, and I'm not sure what John likes, but I prefer instead right of putting either. marble in my bathrooms, I'd rather put granite or engineered stone, you know, in my in on my countertops. And as far as flooring goes, since I've had travertine and I have it now here in Tampa, it's it, it's a maintenance thing constantly, and I would rather have a porcelain floor. And we didn't mention the porcelain today that, that mimics the this natural stone has, what is it called, like a 28-dot um, pattern that the re pattern repeats itself? Well, th it depends on the manufacturer. Some of them have 96 repeats. Yeah. Some of them have. What does that mean, Will? Tell them what that means. Uh, so you have, so what they do, they build, they, 
if, if you say you build a, a grid, like you see this giant TV screen at the uh, – This the is Bucks, Porcelain Tower. Right, at the Bucks Stadium, and there's little TVs. That, you know, there may be 96 TVs that make up this big screen. Well, they do the same thing with porcelain. They'll shoot a digital image throughout this whole porcelain and, let's, and pretend it's this beautiful white Carrera white Calcutta marble. And then it's cut up in different different pieces. If it's cut up in 24 by 24s, well, it's not 96. It's half a 96. You can help me half a 96. Yeah, so it won't repeat 48. It. 48. <laughs> okay. it, it doesn't repeat so itself for 48 times. It repeats itself every 48 times. And then if it's a 24 by 20, 24, uh, I'm sorry, 12 by 24. 12 by 24, it repeats itself 96 times and so forth. So 96 repeats with a with a, with a a porcelain. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. Not only that, I mean, the, 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 the technology now in the making porcelain and porcelain tile, I mean, I, I just remodeled my kitchen like we did redid the floor. And I'm, I don't know if you Who'd remember you 20 years ago when we Who'd did you it. you use for your house? <laughs> <laughs> when we did it 20 years ago, uh, we had wood floors, which came with, you know, right. three-quarter-inch plywood plus the wood floor. Right. So we had, not only that, the floor was depressed. So we put, like, two inches of mud down to put right. this old porcelain tile that we had. It was nice back then. But I happened to put dots in there. And, you know, dots are now out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa's like, yeah, he why, why do you guys all like dots? Okay, well, fine. So, anyway, the portion that we used, the tile is six millimeters thick, okay, which is, Wilfred, help Tiny. me out. It's, like, so thin, but yet it's so durable. It's amazing. I mean, you could never, like, ten years ago have tile that thin and have it that durable. I mean, you could basically pick it up, hold it on one side, you know, it's not going to break. Um very, very, right, so very durable stuff. Porcelain towel, you would a good, recommend. Yeah, I love terrazzo. I've, I was visiting oh, yeah, a buddy very... of mine in Sarasota. There's more and more homes that they're putting terrazzo down. Um, let's let's talk countertops. So Wilfred had mentioned he's okay with the patina and the yeah. softer stone. Well, the trend right now, I mean, and you I, guys, you guys put uh, I quartz say... countertops in my showroom, and they're fantastic. Yeah. Let's look at the perspective a little bit. When we first got, you know, the reason we kind of started our business 20 years ago is because. They started being able to, to cut granite and make granite slabs. Before then, not too long before then, it was hard to polish them because the granite was so hard. And so if you wanted countertops in natural stone, it was going to be marble, okay? And, you know, marble etches and uh, f for the most part it etches. And, uh, you know, it was expensive. And so then, or, or, the, or you did tile, you know, I don't remember tile countertops or you did Formica and then Corian became big. And so that's kind of who we were up against was Corian, you know. And then fast forward 20 years later, not only is granite easier, much easier to fabricate, there's all types of granites out there. Um, there's quartzites now, and marble's actually making a comeback in, in high-end homes. Right, right. And now there's quartz. And quartz, what people call it quartz, it's not. It's a man-made product. The quartz is actually ground up into powder, okay, like like, uh, and it's I don't expensive. know, like powder, yeah. basically. Yeah. And then it's they right. add colors, and there's a patented process that everybody holds a patent, has that. And there's probably, I don't know, I would say 50 to 100 brands out the, there. Of, out there, yeah. And um, I mean, it's, before a, it's a great product. In, you just we, can't use it outside. You know, that's the thing. It's, before we got into the engineer's stone, John brought it to the table several times, and I said, I'm not going to mess with anything that's not natural, you know, over and over again. And thank God we... I was wrong because we're doing it now. We're selling a lot of it. And I want to say at Ramos Marble Green, we have a fantastic staff. And our job 
as being in the business, all of ours, is to listen to what the consumer Second wants best. and give them, you know, exactly what fits their needs. You know, you, you got to ask and, and like, like black and white marble shouldn't go at certain areas. Right. And this shouldn't go certain areas. So our job is to inform them this is good for this area. This is suitable. This is not. Just to let them know. And then this becomes their choice because the most informed, the, the more we can inform the customer right. on what they want, the happier the customer is going to be. Now what, now, what they're able to do with quartz is is create colors and patterns that you, you're, either you're not going to find naturally, like like if you wanted cobalt blue or bright red, I mean, red, 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 whatever, you're not going to see that. So, And then also the latest trend is, is making quartz to, to look like marble. Um, if you put a quartz that looks like a certain marble and you put marble next to it, you would be like, okay, that's much more beautiful. Right. But right. it's, it it's, a, it's a great product, yeah. and, um, you know, it's, that's, it's, that's it's quartz. More, it's more durable. We're, yeah. We're going to come back after a few messages here. This is James Ramos with the Move With Me radio show. I'm here with Will. Vincent and John Ramos, happy to have you guys. We'll be back and talking about the Tampa Bay market and what we see in the future. Okay, yeah. We're back. This is James Ramos with the Move With Me radio show. We're here with uh, Will, uh, Vincent, and my brother, uh, John Ramos. Um, you know, a lot of us, uh, we talked about a little bit about how we got here, the design you know, concepts and things that are going on today. And um, what I want to end this uh, last few minutes here is, is to talk about um, where we see Tampa Bay. Day in and day out, I have consumers that are coming to me. You know, the residential prices are going up. A lot of the commercial uh, property and things are going up. Um, they're, they're increasing in value at exponential rates. And um, a lot of people are afraid. They're saying, hey, there's going to be another downturn and things. So I wanted to give, you know, uh, a viewpoint from you guys' perspective on um, where you see um, you know, Tampa Bay going. But first, I wanted to talk about um, Wilfred, um, my oldest brother. He's sitting next to me here. Uh, you're, you're a grandfather. Congratulations. Thank you. Nando. 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 Corey Castillo and Ansley Ramos Castillo just had their first baby. It's a little girl, Leighton Lane. And I want to congratulate you, Will. Thank you, James. Um, that's pretty exciting, huh? Yep. See a little girl. You um, see, now I'm not going to be able to talk because I'm yeah. crying. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, you know, the future, because we obviously have a lot of, um, you know, a lot of lineage here in Tampa Bay, and we only want the best for the city. So tell the, 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 the average consumer out there, you know, including me, what are you guys seeing as far as, like, bidding in the future and things um, that's going on in Tampa Bay? We just see a lot of articles, and, and are things happening or what? James, we, we have uh, been in a line in ourselves for the last last year or so uh, to, to, to get us involved with some of these new projects. One, one specific project I think everybody's heard about, and if they haven't, they, they, you need to start reading and listening even right. on social media, is, is Water Street. And that product has been uh, – that project has been developed by – by Vinick and uh, SPP, which is Strategic Property Partners, it's it's a it's a nine million square feet project. It's three billion dollars, and in this project, we're talking about commercial work, residential, educational, entertainment, cultural, and retail spaces. Uh, and this is all putting in perspective. You know, giving the location. If anybody has been to downtown Tampa, it's on the it's on the southern border, uh, facing Harbor Island. So it's. Marriott Waterside, all the way up to um, as east as the aquarium, correct? Just just about just okay. about to the aquarium, and 
And what it's going to do, it's, it's going to bring downtown Tampa, it's bringing it around that corridor through Channel Side. Uh, uh, and what people don't know, the Port Authority's got a big project planned. So then it's going to take it up that corridor where the Port Authority is all the way to what was announced yesterday or the day before, the new race stadium in Ybor City. So it will, we are going to connect the, the whole corridor from downtown all the way to Ybor with, with uh, residential projects, co commercial, educational. Uh, if, you, if you look down there, there's tower cranes going on. Uh, uh, we, uh, Mr. Vinnick has, has uh, I, think, I think, and I'm pretty sure has donated a piece of property to USF. They're building a new medical center there. Uh, we've got two uh, uh, Cascade and, uh, and Vinnick, this SPP, has got two projects underway, uh, Block H, Block C. We're, uh, we're talking about a new hotel, big uh, JW Marriott, and, some, and, and on the other site we have some residential and uh, and uh, retail space. Uh, I mean, so just on Friday, there was an announcement. Um, the Rays are actually officially, um, the owner and his staff are officially announcing that um, Ebor City is the place that they want to be. You know, I realize that that um, there's a lot um, for the mayor and and um, and Sandy and the county commission and things for us to put together the, you know, the the, the ability to pay for the stadium. But but I think this is a huge step and. Um, you know, you're speaking on on Vinick's, you know, project, and it's going to connect in down in Ebor, which is going to be pretty amazing. So to put this in perspective, um, you know, back when the Olympics were in uh, Atlanta, if you looked at the the typical boards where we get estimates and things, or or you know, bid boards and things, um, it was roughly like five to six billion. If you pull these, uh, you know, these records now, we're over ten billion dollars of of projects that are either in the design phase or ready to be built. That's right. Um, it, and, and it's it is unbelievable. You know, it's, it's unbelievable. probably one of the fastest growing markets, um, if not in you know in the top three in the country. And we're doing this right. It's it's. Uh, I mean, you're going to have uh, you'll be able to walk the streets. There'll be there'll be water, uh, almost like bottled water you can drink out of a fountain. Uh, 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 Wi-Fi throughout the, throughout the whole throughout the whole area. Uh, so we're we're building for the future. We're not building for what what we were already. This is for the future. So we're going to see things. Our kids are going to see things. Leighton Lane is going to see stuff that that we haven't seen right. and uh, we haven't thought of yet. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely snowballed. It's I don't want to say it's out of control, but it's definitely snowballed. I remember remember Harbor Island when we built that. Well, not we, but you know when it was built. Right. It was kind of built with the future in mind. And the future took a little bit longer to form right. the Harbor Island. But this next go around, you know, before our recession that we had, you know, all these condos were being built. We were thinking, you know, remember back then, like, who's going to live at oh, home? Yeah. I mean, then, well, I mean, but we the, just swallowed that up you know, like it the, was nothing. In the so. pre-recession back uh, several years ago, which everybody remembers because I don't, I don't care who you were, you know, you got stung. Whether you were a doctor investing in a condo or having a you know, second home or, or an attorney that has nothing to do with real estate, everybody got stung a little bit. But when you look at it, you know, it, was, it was this growth around Tampa, and, and it was in the vicinity. And now it just seems a much healthier in the urban core. You know, Channel Side has turned over 
Um, you know, when you drive through, uh, it's, it's unbelievable, the growth there. Um, and we look at the plans like, well, you're talking about in downtown Tampa and, you know, this announcement of the Rays coming to, you know, hopefully uh, we figure this out into Ybor City. I mean, it just seems healthier. Banking is, is just as tough. You well, know, the, so, price, the price um, to get are, a loan these days, you know, the prices of the houses t- today are so much in line with the market than it was before the recession, because back before the recession, there was, you know, we all live in South Tampa and the homes that were being built, we would I would question these the prices of these homes. And it was based on the interest rate that people were able to get. But today, the, the prices, I feel, are in line with what's going yeah. on and very reasonable. I mean, look, it's, it's all relative. I just visited a buddy of mine who, uh, who got the head coaching job at Stanford Baseball, and he moved into what was the head coach, head football coach's house. I mean, how and, can those guys Palo afford, Alto, afford those homes? They don't. They're, they're just giving them, <laughs> they're just giving them uh, you know, um, they're just giving them the property to live in. The one-story house... No, is a two-story house, three-two, was like three million dollars. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean not mean, that we're not that we're. It's just all relative. I mean, you know, that house here in Tampa would be, you know, maybe four hundred thousand. Yeah, I, I can't say enough about Tampa Bay. I mean, with the growth of the airport, if if you haven't walked through the airport, just go there, um, pick someone up. I mean, it's unbelievable. And the gateway to the Tampa Bay area, whether it's Clearwater or St. Pete. Um, I was recently in Naples and traveled through Sarasota doing a market tour. I mean, these homes in, in Naples are $25 plus million dollars on the golf. I mean, you can go and f- buy a home in, in Clearwater Beach, you know, under, under $2 million. Um, so which is pretty amazing, you know, when you look at – and you look at the vicinity of – or, you know, the proximity of how uh, close it is to a major international airport. I mean, I think that if you're a consumer out there, you're looking to buy or sell. I mean, this is a very healthy market right now. And um, we have a long runway. Uh, there's a lot of productive uh, commercial projects going on in Tampa. So I just wanted to end with that. My name is James Ramos. You can follow me at jamesramos.com or on Twitter at JRTPA. I want to thank Will Ramos with Architecture Tile and Marble. His website is archtile.com. He has an amazing, amazing showroom along with my brothers, Vincent Ramos and John Ramos for Ramos Marble and Granite. It's rmg-inc.com. They have an amazing showroom as well. They do projects um, all along the border of uh, the west coast of Florida. So give them a holler if you're looking for a kitchen and bath design or redesign. But my name is James Ramos. Follow me on jamesramos.com or on Twitter at jrtpa. Thank you, guys. Thank Thank you, you, James. For a great show. Love Uh, you, James. Thanks for part one. We'll do part two. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. (laughs) Thanks.